3: Hey everyone, this is Bob Shoy. You're about to listen to The Weird Tales Halloween Campfire 2017. Uh, just a couple of heads ups before we get into it. It was really rainy, it was really windy, um, so we were a little bit affected by the weather. There's a few instances throughout the episode you're gonna hear a bit of wind and sound interference, but, um, if you stick with it, it's not too bad. Uh, it depends who's talking really, because de- around the circle, some people were more affected by the wind than the others, so, um, when he gets round to the corner uh, with Charlie and Brad and Hayley, maybe they've got it a little bit worse um, and then the rest of the stories aren't too bad, but there's some good stories, so hopefully you can stick with it. Also, because of that, it's a little bit shorter than last year's one, but hopefully you can still enjoy it. Obviously, we're all drinking around the fire, so it gets a little bit sillier later on in the episode, but that's all in good fun. And also, uh, I didn't say it on the show. I did put in the little jingle when I was editing, but Miranda from Seattle, your listener of the week this week. Anyway, on with the show
1: bang and he walks towards the wardrobe with a bang bang and he's reaching towards the wardrobe and as he just opens it up and they're inside Ah! you can guess what's coming
4: (laughs) don't go to sleep george
3: I'm like a document of a failed campfire as next week's episode, like the Halloween camp oh, oh. campfire.
1: Just a warning that cardboard box is slightly on fire now. So, yeah. far, is that a good thing? <laughs> uh, who knows? We'll find out. Was that no, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> well, I... I mean, by putting cardboard near a fire, that is a good observation.
5: <laughs> we <laughs>
3: Yeah, yes. there we go. That's, good.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great fire. It's Sorry, There we go. Yeah, it's literally just the cardboard going now. So what happens when the cardboard box is closed Oh, like that is burning. Yeah, that's perfect.
4: So, do I just crack on? Yeah. Introduce
2: it on like show. you're doing a
3: normal show. It's like you've done it a million Who times. Who show is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it
4: okay, hello, and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. You're joining us here around a cosy campfire... In the freezing, driving rain and wind. <laughs> Welcome, Storm Brian. <laughs> Doesn't Brian take the edge off it? Yeah,
5: he's
4: like the guest. So, um, if you're joining us and you're a fairly new listener, you might not have a clue what's going on. Uh, last year, we decided to do this—just get around a campfire and tell some scary stories, yeah. uh, which was good fun. So we said to ourselves. Let's do that again. And so we're doing it again. Uh, I actually have a story this time as well, which is grand. Um, now we're going to start. Great. Oh, okay. Oh, we're doing intros, aren't we? Yeah, don't try and get out of it. Oh, right. okay. Oh, bloody hell. Do this beef, do that beef. Okay, so I'm going to go around the fire now and try and not burn my arse as I go around the edge of the fire. Um. So with us here next to me you can't see next to me because this is audio uh but next to me is sean say hello sean all right how you doing so sean um how what are you doing here sean how do you know okay so sean is sean is the ouija board man shut up okay so sean joined us on the ouija yeah. board episode because me and tissy were too scared to do it um, so, welcome back, Sean. Really good to have you with us. Um, then there's my seat. I'm Beef. And this is... Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Okay. Next, that's my wife, Rachel. Um, she's great. And this is... Next to Rachel is... Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Uh, Emily, you were here last year, weren't you? I was. Introduction completes. Uh, next to Emily is... Daniel. Daniel's a familiar voice, you've been on what, three yeah. episodes now? Um, many, episodes. Many, episodes. many, many episodes. And another familiar voice. I'm Charlie. I'm Charlie, hello Charlie. Hi. Charlie was with us on the mental health-ish type episode, what was that called? Sanity. That's it, and um, did a great job. Sorry. And we have... Hayley.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hi Haley. Hi. Uh, you were also here around the campfire last year. Yes. You guys have some really good stories. Oh. Have you got any more this no, year?
6: No, they're not we oh. <laughs> okay. got some. Yeah, but they're not
4: scary. alright. i we'll take, okay. we'll take all we can get. Now you know the standards that we're going to have on this. Okay. Hey, Brad. How you doing? You alright? I'm good, thank you for asking. <laughs> no, None of you have asked how I'm doing, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah. putting that out there. Bradley's been around um, on a couple of pods. And if Brad's you... On the beer pod. He is on the beer pod for the next like half a year by the sounds of (laughs) 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 things okay cool and next to Brad is Alton hey Alton how you doing Alton was here last year weren't you (laughs) so I don't know why I said it like
5: that
4: (laughs) you said intros (laughs) hey hello Lids hi (laughs) so Lids is here with Tiss and that's all you need to know about Liz it's Nice to have you <laughs> yeah, with us. I should be a game show host, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's great. Okay, hey Tissy, how's it going? Yeah, you know who Tissy is. Yeah. And Mr. Boboy. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And finally, but not leastly,
5: <laughs> Becca. Hey.
4: Hey Becca. Hey. Becca is also. So I don't think anyone's here that hasn't been on the pod before, which is super fantastic. Okay, should we just dive in? before Brian comes and blows us down yeah. um, ok have we got any any takers Sorry. who's got a story I'm just here for the crack. oh he's <laughs> <laughs> just surfing on our glory great thanks Sean okay. <laughs> Um it's like is anyone going first <laughs> oh, I don't want to go first you said you've got a story I have got a story yeah, on the oh ok <laughs> that was easy <laughs> yeah but then I'll, I'll uh, get out of the way so Um. I'm really pleased that I've got this story because I remembered it, like, this morning. Mm. Um, it's actually a personal story that I had from a friend I knew in Steekley.
3: Is it the one you were going to tell last year but it got cut out to drop the recorder in the, the beer?
4: No. I don't even remember what that one was. <laughs> um, no, it's not that one. So, um... Ah, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I know. Ah, this is great. <laughs> Okay. I'm getting like a tan on this side if the, rain,
3: the wind's really blowing just put your hand around that side okay alright
4: okay thank love, you love you beef thanks bro. <laughs> so um, did you guys get that create a shield with your hands if it's too windy so I had a friend and this is I'm I'm trying to be dead serious now after chatting you all up, which is difficult. Yeah. But I had a friend who lived in if you go into Stukeley there's like a really old manor house about halfway down, not far from when you where you guys used to live. Yeah. Um Older. It's uh but opposite. it's kind of opposite Dove Street.
5: I've been in it.
4: You've been in it? Yeah. It's old, it's isn't it? Tudory. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Really old house. Um but my friend George used to live there. I've been in there. Um I say friend, he used to go to a private school so I think my mum used to try and make us be friends <laughs> so I had like a wealthy friend um, and uh, he invited me around his house to sleep one night and it was all going to be good fun <laughs> uh, <He's trying> but... <laughs> <He's trying laughs> but he, um, yeah, he started telling me some of these things that he'd kind of witnessed around his house Um, And he'd kind of been saying for years around other people that he'd like heard ghosts and seen ghosts and things around his house. And we'd all be in the park and we'd sort of be saying, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But then he started telling me these stories and it was only me. And I was thinking, well, when someone tells you something one to one, they're not doing it to try and act, you know, big and mighty in front of friends, they're just doing it to tell a story. Um, So he told me that when he he said it started when he was about six. It lasted for a couple of years on and off and um, it was always just as you're drifting off to sleep you know when you drift off you're you know that like last second just before you nod off and it's you kind of you are awake but you're not really fully aware of what's going on and um, he he said that he would be in this kind of state of falling off to sleep and one night he saw the wardrobe was opposite opposite his bed and he saw it kind of like tilt open a little bit. And this voice came out that said, Don't go to sleep, George.
7: <laughs>
4: um, fell asleep. Uh, just, if that was me, I'd be out of the house. And I don't care if I was six, I'd be... Yeah, yeah. But okay, I'm staying awake forever. Um, anyway, he sort of passed it. I tried to just ignore it. And then it was a few months later... Um, same thing got, in, got himself into bed said good night to his mum and dad um, just drifting off and from like the way he explained it to me it sounded it, he said it was like this voice was coming from underneath his bed but he said he could kind of feel it like almost like vibrating through his mattress and he said he was so scared he did a little wee so hope George isn't listening i just ruined <laughs> it <laughs> so anyway this voice came out same, same sentence don't go to sleep George uh, and didn't get much sleep that night and he kind of went on a couple more times and the third time he said that he was laying in bed just drifting off same thing again he said he looked and out the corner of his eye he saw his mum um, just sort of looking and she said don't go to sleep George but in like a You know, in a friendly way, like a jovial way. And woke up in the morning. Remembered his mum had gone on a business trip. She's like, okay, well, that was my mum. And he said years went past. He said this time is about. So when I was invited to sleep at his house, it must have been about eleven. So I suppose uh, maybe when he was ten. So it was a few years had gone by. And he said he had one final kind of like encounter with this apparition. And um, did he actually been to sleep? and uh woke up turned the corner and walked down the hallway at the end of the hallway was this shadowy figure and it said don't go to sleep george uh so he started to walk towards it and as it why he did that i have no idea uh and as he walked towards it it faded and it was like just outside his bathroom went to the toilet never happened again nothing like that ever ever happened again um so he told me these stories. So I kindly refused his offer to sleep at his house, uh, and um, I kind of like, we forgot about it. And I was kind of walking back from school one day. Um, I was just about to go up into year year seven, so it was just as leaving year six, or whatever. Yeah, that's before seven. Um, and um, and I saw him with his mum, and his mum was was trying to invite me over for dinner. And I just, it came back into my head. I was like, I was like, ah, oh, George was telling me about these ghosts that live in your house. And she looked at me and she said, we don't talk about ghosts in our house. Ugh. And it was weird because I was thinking, well, if, if she just thought it's George being silly, then she wouldn't have said that. But she said, we don't talk about ghosts in our house. She didn't say, there are no ghosts. I don't be stupid. However... Well, there's the well the reason that they don't talk about ghosts in their house oh well well, maybe but um it's because this when george was telling his mum and dad these stories his dad was reminded of his mum and his mum when she was so george's grandma when she was little um lived in london with her parents and obviously it was just just at the end of the war and so she'd Got quite a lot of anxiety from her parents telling her to not go to sleep at night in case they had to get out of the house quickly. Um, and they would often come into her room and tell her not to go to sleep, just wait just in case something's going to happen. So, his George's grandma built up loads of anxiety, um, over this and for, year, for years would sort of just go in to check on George's dad, um, and just make sure he was okay. So that's why his mum, I th- possibly was a little bit spooked because she was thinking that's what George's yeah that's what his dad used to her mum used to say to him so mm-hmm. it's horrible isn't it like the grandma, then. Sorry. It the well I'll let you decide well. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway so that's that's my story thank you. yeah thank you Anyone wants to follow that? Okay, so that looks like it's the only story we've got for the night. So I'll wait till later. Uh I'll it my Charlie's got a story, okay. So Charlie? Is this as terrifying as the one you Okay, thank the Lord, because bit of came right. Yeah, sorry about that
2: everyone. That was quite one Is this your reaction when I went? then and you were like
5: and then then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so sorry about that no it's not it's not as terrifying but also this didn't happen to me it happened to my dad so my dad when he was younger he um went away to this art school for the summer holidays and he would go from where he was I think he travelled from where he was living in this kind of bus that took everyone to the art school. And uh, he, every, at one point, just before they got to the art school, every single day at this one point, the bus would break down every single day. And he said it was just like a bit annoying and everyone always noticed that at this exact same place the bus would break down. So then he, they, they went to this art school and there was this cleaner there his caretaker, who never used to speak, he used to just walk around sweeping up or whatever he was doing. And they always used to notice that he had all these like gold sovereign rings on his fingers. But he never used to talk to them and they never bothered him much or anything like that. And then at the end of the he just used to wander around and, you know, they didn't think much of it. And then near the end of the this like summer of doing this art school thing, they came across this picture this like, you know how they used to do portraits of people like a long time ago and they came across this picture of this man and it was like it had been put in a cupboard or something and it had been like it was all dusty and wasn't it hadn't been put up on the wall or anything like that and um, the picture was of this caretaker and he was sat like this with all the rings on and there was a date of like you know a date of birth to a date of death and then they never saw him again <laughs> but there was only a few of them I think there was only like three of them who had ever seen the guy and they were asking around about this guy they were like oh my god we found this picture We've, you know does anyone know anything and no one else had seen this guy just these three the three of them they're like no we never noticed anyone around <laughs> yeah a bit weird luckily yeah is like all three yeah just three of them yeah no one else
5: awesome thank you
2: Who's next? Thanks,
6: Charlie. (coughs) I don't mind going next because mine's not awfully scary. Is I just passed it? Sorry. Okay, which side are you talking to? Either. Oh, okay. Right, so I was asking my mum if she had any scary stories, and um, the only one she came up with today was um, one of my granddad, who in um, 1944 was up in the Orkneys, and um, I think he was operating the lights she said something like the lighting so people could come across a stretch of water or they could see people coming or something like that but anyway so while he was um, stationed up there they had to do sentry duty and uh, he was on a night shift one night so he uh, walked out to wherever the sentry box was on his own you know settled down for the night and like, he wouldn't be the type of man to make this kind of thing up. And he said, he swears, there was really clear footsteps coming towards his box. So, of course, his duty was to investigate. But, of course, you can guess what's coming. <laughs> there was nobody there. <laughs> and he had to walk back alone that night, apparently, to so back to the places they sleep. And... Um, yeah, it for him for a few, a good little while. Yeah. So that is literally it. That's the only person story that like of someone I know. I've got a bit of a local legend story to throw in there. Are you going to chuck it in now? I might chuck it in now cuz yeah. it's also pretty boring, but um <laughs> yeah. I just thought I thought oh I'd like see if there was any stories about like witches from around here. Oh. And uh, the one that popped up on Google was uh, a witch called uh, Sally from Dunstable. So, (laughs) yeah, for all the uh, uh, foreign listeners, they can uh, Google the beautiful town of Dunstable. But um, apparently, she was around in the late 19th century and um, she was a fairly standard old lady living with a cat and <laughs> apparently um <laughs> as she got older um this cat it was a black cat of course taught her the black arts the cat, the cat.
8: The arts.
6: <laughs> yeah apparently because previously she'd been quite nice and she did you know fortune telling and had like love advice and potions and like a fairly nice lady but after she it got a bit darker She would curse anyone who crossed her path and um, it caused such um, upset in the town that um, they like forced the main town person to hold a trial and she was found guilty and uh, sentenced to burn alive or burn to death (laughs) 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 yeah yeah sorry yeah and um (laughs) <laughs> while she was being burned at the stake or whatever she um didn't go quietly she was ranting and raving cursing threatening all the people that she would get revenge and um yeah, sure bad. enough apparently the town was terrorized after her death by this haunting this ghost uh, so much so that they had to do an exorcism and apparently Sally, Sally her spirit, her ghost, was exercised into this bottle which was then corked, buried somewhere in Dunstable, with stones on the top, and should anyone ever disturb it, then she will rise again. Yeah. Where's she going? Yeah, Do you know where it is? No, apparently Absolutely. they don't know where it is. It yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, no, so, story? I'm just disappointed she's called Sally. <laughs> <laughs> not a good witch name. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can relax that's now surprising. because that's me done.
4: Brad. Have you. Got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go next? I'll
5: go. I'll
8: go. going on from Hades, um what about her granddad? and say that there was no one there when he looked. I remember um, I don't have any like the last time we did the, uh, the campfire I didn't really have any personal stories, so I was like, I don't know what to do, but I remember, um, one of our landlords, our local, I remember him, he's not there anymore, but it was a fair few years ago, but he told me a few stories uh, that he went through. Um, the first one, he was basically, I can't remember where he said he was, he was in like Devon or Cornwall or something like that, and he was with, I think he was, um, he was taking his dog out for a walk, just along like the fields and stuff like that, and, um, saw this old boy he, he was the farmer he, he said he can clearly see him you know but, you know he said morning mate how you doing but like nodded at him kind of walk and walked past him he turned around and he was like there's no one there he walked back in and he was like looking around and he said i swear he was there and then he wasn't it was just one of those things that you know and he's still you know him to this day <laughs> like you know he's just like where did this bloke go Is like did he fall out of the ditch or is he actually a ghost or something like that is that a normal thing that they cross the park at that certain time point well no he was literally on holiday oh, he, was, right. yeah, he, was literally just, he was on holiday and he was just taking oh, his weird. dog for a walk and he was uh, yeah pretty uh, shook him up a bit and then uh, the other one he said he was um, him and his mate were driving um, in a car just down the road as <laughs> you <They should> do <laughs> 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 um, and they were driving a fair while, and they're just chatting away. And I don't know what they're doing, but again, they may well have been on holiday or just going wherever. And suddenly, this girl jumped, like ran out in front of the car, and obviously slammed on the brakes and completely shit themselves. Jumped out of the car, like, where is she? Trying to find her, and she wasn't there. <laughs> it's was just like, well, she's got to be somewhere. And they searched and searched, and they, you know, they, they phoned the police and stuff like that, but. Nothing was ever found, and wow. so yeah, it's it's just one of those things that you hear a fair bit of, actually. Like you know, that's my worst fear:
2: someone like a girl jumped out while I'm driving.
8: Yeah. I always think it's
6: going
2: to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what a ghost girl! A
8: ghost girl, yeah, a ghost, yeah. Girl. yeah. Okay. A ghost girl. girl. Yeah, a ghost girl. Uh, okay. I'd rather it was
6: a ghost girl. <laughs> yeah, remember,
8: yeah, pretty worst. <laughs>
3: like, um, do you remember we rang on my cousin on the show once, and he said his dad hit someone on a motorbike? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he I, I remember. Off his motorbike. He, he felt him hit the person and he fell off the motorbike and then he got up and he was looking everywhere, like all in that there's no it was like a proper all well, the trees up the side of the road, there's nowhere to roll off to. Yeah. And he I actually saw him like earlier this year and he told me about it again. And um by like the way he told it you could tell like he really believed mm. like he had hit something and he said it still bothers him, he still thinks about it.
6: A joke amongst guys.
5: We're like, oh yeah, let's run out and jump out. Run out. Make them think you've hit you. Make them think you've hit you. someone run out and then hit them, and then they weren't
4: there, and then they're sitting in the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, that's horrible. Sure. Wow. Well done, Brad. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> There's um that reminded me. So I was kind of looking for like local legends today. and Apparently, where's Northcote around here, isn't it? It's like around here, isn't it? it like that's near. Yeah, it's around here somewhere. Apparently, there's a road around there. Um, where You know the hitchhiker we were talking about? Um, the red-headed hitchhiker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a similar kind of thing as a man thumbing down a lift. So when you pull over, nowhere to be seen, apparently. Oh. Around here somewhere. Mm. Sounds horrible. Uh, who's next? I don't mind oh. doing one. Oh. Dan. No, Me versus Dan. I'll
3: fight for it. I don't
4: mind okay Dan do you want to go
1: alright let's get over oh a bit like that don't don't get your hopes up (laughs) okay so I've got this mate uh, called Dave who works in London Um, he's, he's really quite a sensible bloke um, he's not the kind of guy who'd make something like this up. So when he told me this story, I was, um, I'm, I'm inclined to take him seriously. Um, so this happened to him around this kind of time last year. It was, it was, uh, the day before Halloween and, uh, and Dave, as I said, Dave works in London. Um, and he's, uh, he's got, you know, he works right in the city. He's got a very busy job. And so it's the day before Halloween. He's got a big contract on and he's only got like five minutes for lunch. So he goes out of the office and, um, goes to grab a bite to eat. And as he's walking back to the office, he's in a hurry. This um, this old lady um, just by the side of the road um, grabs him by the ankle, and uh just uh, kind of in. She was, yeah, classic kind of. Yeah, I've just got to bend over to take this young gentleman's ankle. Um, she grabs him by the ankle in kind of classic old haggardy witch type style he just kind of goes oh please grab some money well you know something like that uh, basically asks, him, asks for some money and he, he's kind of as I say he's in a hurry he's like freaked out by this weird old lady grabbing his ankle and so he kind of just shakes her off and is like, no, no yeah, no, sorry, and just kind of wanders off. And as he's wandering off, he kind of notices her kind of muttering sinisterly under her breath, which he just shrugged off thinking, oh, it's just a crazy old woman, never mind. So he goes back to his job. He's sitting at his desk and, and he's just kind of finishing off the day's work. And um, as he's sitting there at his desk, he kind of notices this, this kind of really faint, scraping noise just like a little scratching scraping noise he's looking around can't can't see anything causing it sounds like a mouse like chewing on a cable or something but it it goes on all afternoon anyway and he's he's like whatever doesn't really think anything of it later that day he's um he's going home he's on the tube and uh he's just standing there and he can he can kind of hear like a kind of like a muffled thump he said it was like it was like someone was kind of just gently boffing their fist against the the window of the tube carriage and he's looking around and you know the tube pulls into the stations and there's like you know the lights are on and he can't see anybody there no one else seems to be able to see anything and he can still hear this little boom boom like quite rhythmic so anyway he kind of thinks it's just train noises it's nothing so anyway he walks home he gets to his block of flats and he lives on the sixth floor so he's walking up the stairs to the flats and now he can hear this quite a loud thump coming from the walls of this of his apartment block, and he's thinking, well, this is... OK, this is... It's probably just noisy neighbours, you know, it's nothing, but it's, again, rhythmic thumping. It's getting a bit more insistent this time. And he gets to his house, he's sitting down, he's having dinner, and uh, he's just watching something on the TV, and... Um, and you know I don't know, if it, I don't know if it's like The Simpsons or Family Guy but you know there's like that little clip with that lady um, the, the granny downstairs with a broom <laughs> the guy in the room upstairs like sneezing she's like keep it down up there Like whacking the roof with her broom he's like there was this, there was this sharp tap on his floor tap tap like that and he's like what is going on so he goes downstairs and he knocks on his neighbour's door to see if she is being a bit funny she's not in all the lights are off no one time. So again, he goes upstairs, finishes watching what he's watching, and um gets into bed that night and um as he's lying in bed, he hears this tap tap scrape on his window, just like a little tap tap scrape on the window pane, and he's thinking, "Come on, what is this?" So he gets out of bed and slowly walks over to the other side of the room and peels back the curtain and and there's nothing there. So he's thinking, right, okay, so it's getting a bit odd now. Gets back into bed, and just as he's pulling his covers over him, there's a knock at the door. Oh
5: my God.
1: <laughs> but it's, it's not like someone just politely knock-knock on the door. It's like a quite an insistent knock. 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 Knock, and it keeps going. Knock. Knock. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking, so he gets out of bed... And he's he's thinking, right, enough is enough. He's he's walking towards the door and it's just knock. Knock, knock. He gets to the door, and it's knock, knock, and he looks through the peephole. And there's no one there. Oh my God. So he opens the door, and again, the knocking stops, there's no one there. So anyway, as he turns around, <laughs> Oh so just get, so he, he, he turns around, he shuts the he shuts the door, and as he shuts the door from his bedroom, he hears bang. Oh and sister. now it's a bang. And it's insistent, it's bang. So he walks back towards his bedroom, and as he looks in, he sees his wardrobe, and the doors are shaking with a bang. Oh, my God. Bang. And he walks towards the wardrobe with a bang. Bang. And he's reaching towards the wardrobe, and as he puts his hand on the on the wardrobe door and it's still going, it's still going bang. Bang. And he slowly pulls back the wardrobe door and the bang! Bang is still going. And as he just opens it up and they're inside the wardrobe. <laughs>
3: Spare pants if anyone needs. It. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. That's the end of the campfire.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the party, I was like, ah, oh, okay, I saw her screen light up. She's
5: gone to. Ah. Oh. <laughs> that, <was so laughs> <good. laughs> that was such good
1: timing. Nice <sighs> that. Oh, well, I could see. I was, <laughs> I was starting to say, I to say hey, as soon as I'm saying bang, you need to start trying to light it because it'll take you ages. And I see a light the match it doesn't work. Like, right, so I'm going to have to stretch this out. <laughs> I'm like, Come on, light
5: like surely
3: they can hear you. Thing is, The longer he's drawing it out, the more we're like, Yeah! Go 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 on. On. yeah Basically, <laughs> you're sitting on his lap. Oh yeah. my god!
5: That was amazing. <sighs> I'm literally the worst person to like scream as well. Anything that like makes me jump in films and stuff, I'm like, Ah! <laughs> because you're right next to the microphone, so like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was genuinely convinced that either one of two things one that the old lady would be like hanging in the wardrobe or Jibs was actually going to be here I was like Jibs is here somehow you've got in touch with Jibs <laughs> like can you dress up as an old lady and wait in the hedge for about 30 minutes Ah, uh, okay
3: I, um, I didn't say it on the mic but I'll explain a little bit about two weeks ago I had a dream about the Halloween campfire and in it we was all listening to Dan's story and Jibs hadn't turned up and Jibs kept saying don't worry I'll be there just like he had tonight and then during Dan's story he got to a point where Jibs suddenly ran out and made us all jump so I was almost there Jibs didn't show up and Dan did make us all jump but they weren't connected in real life <laughs>
5: that was, that oh, was, that was amazing <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, he's going to sabotage the podcast so he that we're gonna we're not running this time next year. It's not running anymore. So to have to do it again. Truck
8: of mates dressed as zombies, just a giant truck with kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he's
9: going
5: to organise it so your folks like herd all the sheep up and like, surround us. <laughs> oh, that's
3: pretty scary, actually. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I'm I, I'm just going to get this out there now. I'm not going next. Oh, okay. <laughs>
7: How can you follow
3: that? Yeah, I'm not going
7: next.
5: <laughs> well, I, I haven't got anything else,
4: but, but if you're mean, not going next, then... I've
5: got one that's
7: like, it reminded
4: me, and again, not my story, it's
2: my sister's
4: story. So okay. Okay. follow it, but it shit. Okay. <laughs> so, just to let you know, if you're listening, this is going to be a terrible story.
2: <laughs> to prepare you. Cut
7: it. Put it before dance. Yeah,
2: do, yeah, put this before dance, and then it'll be fine. <laughs> should have gone last. Laugh. <laughs> Uh, So it was actually, so last New Year, um, my sister and my parents uh, went to Hastings for New Year for some unknown reason, really, and my sister's husband was meeting them there. So the night before New Year's, uh, my sister went up with my parents and they got to this house that they had found online, and they said as soon as they walked into the house, it was just a weird, a weird house, it had like weird pictures on the wall of people and There's a picture of a little girl in the bathroom, so that as you're weeing, there's a picture in front of you of this little girl just staring at you. Really weird stuff. So the whole house was just creepy. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. As you shake. (laughs) So um, yeah, just a really weird house, and they all sort of said, "Oh, this is really creepy," and it was in this like little village where. It was just a bit, all all a bit weird So anyway, so My sister was So her husband was going up the the following night for New Year's But this night before New Year's She was kind of in the room alone And she was trying to get to sleep And I think she felt a bit weird about the house anyway As they all did And she couldn't get to sleep, she couldn't sleep at all And she just heard this knocking outside her door And it was like She said it was almost like A chair was being sort of like Knocked on a wooden floor and the hallway is, was like wooden floor, so it kept on going. And she tried to ignore it, and she couldn't. And she was like, "What is it? Is it like a window open or something? Is it is there something? like she can sort out." So she got up and she opened the door, and as soon as she opened the door, the knocking, knocking on the floor stopped completely. And then, so she closed the door again, and she went back to bed. And then, as soon as she closed the door, got back right in bed, the knocking started again. And she said it was quite clearly outside. the and she said, uh, She said. so she got up again and she checked it again and it stopped as soon as she opened the door and then got back to bed and um, the next morning she said to my mum about it and she was like, oh, I just heard this knocking outside outside the room and my mum was like, yeah, no, we heard that as well but she was sort of saying that every time she even put her hand on, on the handle to open the door it just stopped so it was so clearly right outside her door yeah, and it was just a, it was just a really creepy, weird house, and they all felt a bit creeped out
6: by it. How old was sister? This? this was last year. Oh. <laughs> I like, what is she like? She's 20, 20. 29? I would have like gone and got to bed with my parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm nearly thirty, oh. but let me
2: in. Yeah. yeah.
0: To my surprise. She did the mess. He did the monster, the monster
5: mash,
0: it was a graveyard smash, he did the
6: mash. it got on in a flash, he did
5: the, mash.
6: He did the monster mash, what? from my laboratory in the castle east, what? to the master bedroom where the vampires peace the girls all came
7: from their humble abode what? to get a jolt,
6: we're back, we had a
3: little break I know Beef already <laughs> once said like we're back <laughs> and then we all just sat on our <laughs> snacks for a while mm. but well, now the we're the oh yeah that's true, new batteries new batteries, mm. this is like act 2 yeah. don't worry I've got the uh, I've got the recorder again <laughs> shoy time
9: <laughs> <a> few <laughs> oh, it's gone to his head yeah, they're
3: right. Um, Ab lives in, where does she live? Coventry? Yeah. Yeah, Coventry now.
8: <laughs> Don't end up at the end of the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird your, The last time I saw your sisters, they
3: would have been maybe 10. Yeah. So Ab's no. like 19 now. Whoa. I saw her in Milton Keynes, because Coventry's not far from Milton Keynes, is it? So I met her in Milton Keynes a few weeks ago. You right, Yeah, she's alright, right. she's it's good. Right, Wait, 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 wait. I might not be thinking of Coventry then. Daventry, Daventry. <laughs> I, was
5: like,
3: I was like, it's entry, Daventry. Yeah, she lives in Daventry, so it's like forty-five minutes from Milton Keynes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she lives, in, she lives in she lives in Daventry. But my mum came down to visit her with Alice, and then those three, while they were there, came over to Milton Keynes, and I met Milton Keynes. I had a coffee and
7: took a whole day to get there
3: yeah it took me a whole There's day to bus. get there because the train was cancelled without the car anymore because I smashed my van and uh, the train wasn't running so I had to get the bus and obviously they go around the houses but it was great yeah I saw my sister <laughs> it was a, no- it <laughs> and was a night. and then she wasn't there when I arrived <laughs> she got sick of waiting oh my god I, I am still recording as well Ghost story of the week. <laughs> How long's it been since we dragged that jingle out? I've got that. it. I've got it somewhere. I'll That's pull it the out. Best one. I'll pull it out now.
5: Ghost story <laughs> of the week. Back it
3: back into the spooky vibes. Okay. Hello. Is <laughs> <How's> it i <been? laughs> Um, been away for a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I've had a few beers. That's what's
0: wrong with me. <laughs>
3: Right. I'm
6: drinking this
5: harvest
3: hop. Yeah. I've got the baby. harvest so I've been <laughs> drinking. Um Tissy, you want me to go next? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on then. He's eager. So here we go, passing over. Tissy to baby. Tissy baby. Ooh. <laughs> right.
9: <laughs> so uh, I didn't actually have a story for tonight. Oh. But then Lid saved me literally 10 minutes ago and told me a really cool one. Which is actually really good. So, so you're just gonna pass, off, pass it off as your own now. Pass it off as my own. Not give her any credit.
3: Yeah, well you already <laughs> gave her the credit. I'm I can cut you giving her the credit if you want me to.
9: <laughs> Please. No I'm joking. Um, so this was on her mum's farm. Uh that's family farm. Family farm.
3: She's gonna keep correcting you. Like,
7: yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what's gonna happen.
5: <laughs>
9: I got the gist of it. Um <laughs> Do do do. The end. Um, So she was on the family farm, and she was riding her horse out in the fields. And she saw, um, on top of this hill, she saw her uncle in the distance. Uh, I think it was on a cart with a horse (laughs) with
3: cows.
5: (laughs) I think
9: <laughs> I think it was on a car.
5: Okay <laughs> Alright He <laughs>
3: Every line With like a question
5: And then I He saw her On a car yeah. The horse and, was the was the horse. and then he was on a horse. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I'm dead. You can do it together. Yeah.
7: You can it. Yeah. No, I know we'll the story. In we in you. Okay, All right. There's he wasn't on a horse. He's just in the fields. There's a couple of cows. <laughs> Let's get it straight from the beginning. That's and, the, and he has his dog with him, and it's a pretty normal scene. Um, obviously he's a farmer he's always in the fields but you know it's quite a misty morning obviously very ominous to set the scene and um, she rides up and when she gets up to the top of the hill there's no one there there's no one to be seen so similar vibe to most of the other stories Mm. and um, she then heads back down to the like farmhouse um, but she has to go through fields and like through gates and stuff with the horse and he just like starts freaking out and just like wouldn't wouldn't go through the gates wouldn't like respond to anything she was doing so she had to get off of him and lead him through finally they make it back through the gates back to the house and then she walks into into the farm like house and then she goes into the dining room and her uncle sat there just in the chair, just chilling, just drinking a cup of tea. And she was like, were you not just out in the fields? And he was like, no, I've been here like all afternoon. Just no one was there. But I think like the farm is just such a weird place. Like even like when I went to visit as a, as a child and the last time I went to visit, actually, like, it's just so creepy. So I took my grand and granddad's dog for a walk and my my uncle that same uncle is dead now so the farm's being sold off and no one lives there it's just completely being like dilapidated and just crumbling and if you walk like really far into the fields um there's an old building and it's like i don't know there's like a really big like rectangle building with no walls in it which obviously used to be like a barn or something and then another house which has like two rooms and like the chimney's still standing in it but everything else is just crumbling down and um I took my gran- grandparent's dog who was off lead and um I just like was interested so I walked around and was walking around these buildings and the dog was just like not not following me, would stay on the path. Was like looking at me, just pacing back and forth, and would not come anywhere near the house. And then I walked like I don't know why. Like I didn't feel scared though. Like it was, it was just really like calm. And then I wanted to have a look around in the buildings, and the dog just like started freaking out as soon as I went off site. So I barking and just like going crazy. It's just a—it's a weird place. Animals have such like sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also uh,
9: on the same (laughs) land, (laughs) I remember this one. Yeah. Uh, There was a blacksmith who apparently he rented one of the barns, um, and Liz's family said that he's a bit of a dick. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't talk to him. Really mean to animals, um, just really abusive to every living being near him.
3: This another week,
5: (laughs) yeah.
9: And uh, so yeah, he was he was doing uh, the horses' shoes one day, and the horse kicked him to the back of the barn, and his neck got impaled on a spike. Um, and apparently since since then... Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died, oh, yeah. Uh, that barn, like, no animals go near it.
7: Like, the cows would freak out when they tied him up in there. Like, no no animals who would... Who found him? Um, I don't know who found him. Probably one of my uncles, I assume. Oh, and he was just, like, impaled. Impaled. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. But ever since then, obviously, the animals would freak out in the barn. And then, like, my uncles would I, like my mum said that she doesn't know if they were saying it just to kind of like wind them up as kids like her and her sisters and brother like mm. but um my uncles would always say that like they'd see him like oh. in the barn and stuff like that but they seemed pretty serious i don't know i wish i could take you all there because it's just no, such no, a I creepy can. place <laughs> yeah. where is it it's so it's in uh wales in uh, a little uh, town called awesome. neath and then campfire weekend, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'd so be so, so weekender good.
3: weekender in Wales, oh, yeah. yeah. The it's it's Weird so Tales We Wales weekender. <laughs> <laughs> weird
8: Wales weekender. Featuring Wales. Blacksmith. A weird she- Tales she- Wales <laughs> weekender.
9: Featuring Listener of the Week Featuring, Blacksmith. Yeah,
8: The
3: Listener of the Week Blacksmith. <laughs> cool. Wow. That's nice. everything. Sorry. That's, That's, yeah. That's wicked. Oh, Thank so you. Nice. I'm going to go next. I need, um, I need a, I've written this down. Need to read I need a, I need this. No. no, it's all right. This is, um. everyone's seen that it's more than one page. Like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Here we go, settling. All right, okay. Don't worry, it's only like one sentence on the other page. It's one of the annoying things. It's like, oh, two pages? <laughs> I could have just made the font one yeah, size smaller. No, um, so this was, um... <laughs> This was actually sent by a listener last night, and I said, great timing, I can use this on the show. So this is great. This is um, from Miranda from Seattle.
5: Listener of the week.
3: And this is a true story that happened to her. So um, I have to try and hold this and hold this. this. Do you want to hold that? All right. So... I was probably around 13 or 14 and my brother, my mum and I lived in a tiny apartment together. They both had their own rooms and I, being the baby in a tough living situation, had to sleep on the couch in the living room. I had to do this in two apartments we lived in from the time I was 10 to the time I reached high school. Anyway, I always had a habit of listening to music before I went to bed. Sometimes I had my Walkman but back then they had batteries and sometimes I didn't want them to die out so I'd opt to listen to it on the big stereo sitting on the coffee table pushed up against the wall. So I had a port for the headphones and the cords on my headphones was long enough to where I could sleep on the couch comfortably. This particular night I decided to listen to the stereo and I remember checking to make sure that it wasn't on repeat as it had a four disc changer I didn't want to fall asleep with it on all night. So this way when my CD I chose to listen to had done playing the stereo would just shut itself off but that did not go exactly as planned. I ended up waking up sometime in the early morning with only the bright light of our muted TV illuminating the dark room. Make fun of me if you want for using the TV as a nightlight, but growing up in a haunted house has made me very weary of the dark. Uh, she's showing her hand here, it's a haunted house. Uh, I glanced up at the stereo, now sitting dimmed above my head, headphones still painfully plunged into my ears, and it turned itself off just as I thought it would. However, it didn't stay off for long. After a few seconds, it started to power up and began flashing to life with an ominous hello scrolling across the small black screen before me, indicating my CD was starting itself over from the beginning. I didn't think too much of it in the haze of my mind, even though this has never happened before. I figured it would be easier to stay tucked in my blankets and not move a muscle and just to see what would happen next. I heard the familiar music I was listening to just hours before, only to hear it fade away slightly, but still playing lightly. It sounded as if it had turned itself down, but the numbers indicating the sound settings never flashed across the screen. Before I could think about what was happening, I heard a man's frantic voice. He was screaming bloody murder. The thought still forces chills down my spine. His voice was loud and prominent over the music. It grew even louder as he screamed things like, Get out! It's burning! And, It's on fire! As soon as I had the sense to pull my headphones headphones out, I did. But I could still hear the volume of his voice growing louder and louder with each second I sat still. In one moment, I jumped up, turned on the lamp, and unplugged the stereo before calling my brother into the room to tell him what I'd just experienced. I still can't use that thing to this day, but my mother still has it, not able to believe that a spirit would dare stay in her house. She's very religious. Either she's in denial or she doesn't want to think about it given the very spiritual background of her own. Either way, I think she should just chuck that shit in the garbage.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so thanks, Miranda, from Seattle.
5: Thanks. That's
3: so creepy. Yeah. Oh, it's really dark. I look up and it's really dark.
4: Yeah, really so,
3: taking it back? You can. I want another beer, so yeah. Okay. It, yeah.
5: Do it again, Welcome
3: to the Fichale.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, that's really close to the mic, oh, so I don't it sounds think I creepier. <laughs> um, so... Um, this is a story from my mum's childhood. Yeah,
5: this is a story. Aren't <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I'd like to just take a minute, and sit right there. <laughs> um, so basically, my mum, so my mum's got two younger brothers, and when they were growing up, they were living in this house in a road called Percy Road in London. And my mum said it was always really a weird, really weird house, it was really haunted and they just always felt a bit uncomfortable there. So a couple of times, my mum, so obviously they each had their own bedroom, and my mum would wake up a few times in the night to someone knocking on her door and then someone running down the hallway, and she always used to think, oh it's my brothers, wind me up. But every time she would go and check, so there will be like a knock at the door, at her bedroom door, and then footsteps down the hallway but then nothing.
5: Fireworks. (laughs) And then fireworks. (laughs) 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 Jibs. And
2: so she used to get up and check and all the other bedroom doors would be shut still because everyone was asleep so she always used to think that obviously if it had been someone like one of her brothers you would hear the door open and close afterwards but nothing ever. And she said one night she woke up and um, her dad was like, her bedroom door was open and her dad was standing in the doorway. And she sort of like said, Dad, are you alright? What are you doing? And the, her dad left and shut the door and she went back to sleep. And the next day, uh, my mum said to her parents, She said, Oh, Dad, um, you were at my bedroom door last night. Why were you at my bedroom door? And her dad was like, I wasn't at your bedroom door. And her mum nudged her dad and went, You were. And so her dad was like, "Oh right, yeah, no, I was just checking up on you." And said she, she always remembers that conversation because so her parents are really religious. Her parents were like strict Catholic, so they would never really like believe in anything like that. But yeah, she it was a really, really weird house and things like that happened all the time.
6: Yeah, it's almost more creepy when the person you see is someone you know. Yeah, and then they weren't yeah. actually there. Yeah, that yeah. Your mind
7: is just-
2: What's yeah, well, her like, mum, yeah. oh, she just hit it up. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not. Yeah. But I think they were just like, because they were so religious. Well, definitely her mum. So Catholic. She didn't want to acknowledge it, really. But yeah, she just always remembers her mum going, shut up, like nudging him. Yeah. What
6: is it? Do Catholics not believe in...
2: I guess they don't, don't believe know, in ghosts or... I'm not really sure,
6: yeah. No. Unless it's like Jesus.
2: I think you be, you'd know something about this. Yeah, do you know do you know anything about it? Um, yeah. with so, religion and my knowledge of the
4: Catholic faith is minimal
6: they must believe in because they, they're the ones that do most of the exorcisms are they? yeah it's normally yeah. a Catholic
5: priest that is true oh, yeah
2: they they, so they must they, yeah, believe Christians, in they do <laughs>
4: really. they're quite spooky mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah because when it's a uh, a priest isn't it in horror movies Mm. and we all know know that's true they always have the mild man of the priest what
3: a
5: horrible story Mm. (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh yeah but we started off and it's never
4: been finished we're
2: doing it so that was it for Charlie thank you and I'll
4: I'll take it have we really got no more stories yeah
3: you say, uh, if you wrap up, and then do until next time, we can all shout happy Halloween at the end of it. Okay. Hey, it's Bob. I'm just going to jump in one last time uh, for Beef Starts wrapping up, and we draw the celebrations to a close. Um, some of you might already know, but I launched my own solo podcast uh, last week, so I'd really appreciate it if some of you go and check that out if you're interested. Um, it's called Five Minute Folklore, and it's me. Every episode, I tell you a five minute folklore story with um, atmospheric music, sound effects, voice acting um, and all the works. And then afterwards, I dig into the history and origins of that folklore figure. So episode one is out now. It's all about Selkies. And in the next episode, I'll be looking at Scandinavian folklore. So, yeah, go check that out. I really appreciate it. And if you go and, like I always say, leave a rating and review on Weird Tales, also go and leave a rating and review for 5-Minute Folklore because getting some of them in in the first sort of month the shows up is really going to help that out. So I put a lot of work into it. I really appreciate it if you, some of you go check it out and um, show some support. Thanks a lot. Anyway, back to beef at the campfire last week. So,
4: um, thanks for listening. It's, um
5: the ending of every one
4: of our is huh. like this it's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening join in next Halloween uh, if you want to uh <laughs> no, come back in two, week <laughs> two weeks time <laughs> well they'll come back next episode
5: <laughs>
4: apparently it's my episode next time so you know it's going to be a good one I have no idea what I'm going to talk about actually I do I do know what I'm talking about next time <laughs> tune in for two weeks two weeks time and and uh, in the meantime, if you want to contact us, you can find us on our website, which you know yeah. is Weird the probably. and yes. probably. And that's got our Twitter handles, so it's it. got our Facebook page on there, yeah. it's got our email address on there, which is Weird Unexplainable, Unexplainable, UK, <laughs> at mail.com. Unexplainable UK, UK at Mail.com. <laughs> Email us your ghost stories. Email us your. your stories.
5: <laughs> Say
4: hello. Buy
5: some merch.
4: Buy some merch. It's all on there. Become a Patreon on our website. Is there's links God, there's on
3: so much Patreon stuff going on. Get <laughs> yeah. on board.
4: There's you wanna if you if you haven't become a Patreon yet.
5: Pay $5 a month dude. I've got now, the thing here. Yeah. extra episodes a month,
4: Woo! which is mental. For five dollars, that is a that is a <laughs> steal.
5: <laughs> Please be a Patreon. And, uh,
4: <laughs> and you'll also And you'll also get the exclusive content from unwatchable, unwatchable is brilliant. Um, is watchable? We, we started it yesterday me and Bob watching watching movies so oh yeah and if you have a horror movie or any kind of movie which you think is shit or good then let us know and if we've seen it already we won't watch it but we might watch it and then we'll rate it anyway thank you for listening how are we doing it? one, so t- until next okay, time. until next time, Halloween. happy Halloween! <laughs> <coughs> oh, that is really dog shit. Okay, I'm pausing this yeah, thing now. Loves. Beef out. <laughs> right, I've got to make something out of that now.
6: Shoot, one, The guest included Wolfman, in shoot, one, Dracula and his son. One, the scene was rocking, over we digging the sound. One, Igor on chains...
1: I am being home put it on the, um, thing Let, No I haven't Ooh, my, I might have done <laughs> 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 Yeah i put it on the blunt end
4: yeah. <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> Come back for more Come back for more <laughs> I just shoved my I put them on the blunt <laughs> end <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, these recording. don't go down oh, it's right. recording I was going to try and get you we what are you doing what are you doing mate I'm toasting my marshmallows on the Ooh, fire Oh, careful but I put them on the blunt end so now I've got to hold on to like this dead sharp <laughs> don't, don't fall over please
3: <laughs> I don't want to pull like a gooey marshmallow spear out of your stomach Ugh.
4: <laughs> how do you like mate. your
3: marshmallows do you like them well oh, yeah, done or if you like a lot oh, of chocolate on your biscuit join, join our, our club, club. <laughs> we were just wiping it on the wood <laughs> oh,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I've
1: got like wood chips on mine
3: Come on, get them, get them suckers cooking.
5: That
1: hurt. <laughs> 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 Late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the, mash. He did the, monster, mash. the monster mash. It was a
5: graveyard smash. He did
1: pants if anyone needs. Give me some of them covers, beefy boy.
0: (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,